And welcome back to our second segment, episode 136 of Sold with Updike Pew. And today we have Jeremy Radcliffe with SWBC Mortgage with us again. You know, Jeremy's one of our preferred vendors. We've known him for a really long time. Uh, constantly have our buyer clients that will say they did an amazing job. Absolutely. He is so confident, and we are so confident in the work that he does, that we actually invite him to our um, annual Christmas party for our clients and he shows up and everybody loves him so mm -hmm. he does a good job knowing that he's going to be there so it's a great thing so jeremy welcome thank you guys thanks for having me on it's great to see you guys and thanks for informing me about fudge day i had no idea so <laughs> yeah. just another excuse to get off the sugar right uh, get, off the get off the whole 30 back on sugar <laughs> right, right right why not uh great to see y'all well is the market as crazy as everyone's saying or uh, I, you know, it is from, from it, it I right. say yes and no, it's a yes in many cases. And then like, you know, the, some neighborhoods are still sure. reasonable. I think that right. if we had more inventory that the, it would be much easier on everybody. I just feel like right now correct. it just needs that. Well, it seems like, out. correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like some people are like, well, do we, if we don't know if we can find something, should we list or not? And so, um, that seems to be kind of the, uh, in the cart scenario so, it is so, chicken and egg yeah we've had uh i'm just going to say several because i don't really know the number off the top of my head but we've had several clients this year or in the last six months let's say that have made the decision to sell their home and go into a rental property or something because right. they feel like now is that now's the time for them to cash out of it and um, yeah i don't doubt it at all uh i mean it's a good time to sell if you're looking to list yeah so, if we, if people that we sold yeah. houses to seven or eight years ago think we are such heroes today <laughs> <laughs> you guys are there's no well. doubt that's great well tell me uh i know we've got some stuff to chat through do you yeah. guys want me to get started on yeah this? go right and ahead I think yeah. we, so i think the the topic was how do we kind of take uh, how do we make our offer look best or how do you make your offer look best with sellers? And, you know, it's an, it's an interesting topic because I'll have people call me on a regular basis and say, Hey, Jeremy, what do you, what do you recommend? And I'm always trying to do this in, you know, coordination with their agent. And uh, a couple of things that we've talked about recently was, you know, the first, the, the main key point that, and I can't stress this enough is really getting a good idea about your qualifications. So knowing exactly what you can, do around your qualification and what you can qualify for. And that has a few different um, kind of ideas around, around it. And I'd, I'd say that first idea, I don't know if you guys can see the slide, yes. but that first idea is, is really getting a good idea of what is your budget and what, what are the contingencies in case there is maybe a low appraisal or maybe you get into a situation where there's competitive bidding. And basically what that, what that means is, hey, if you get in and you found the house that you loved, you want an idea and as you're working with your lender say, hey, what are we really max at that price that we're offering or what would happen or what would our payment look like if the appraisal came in low? And that's one of the things we try to do is we'll show, you know, clients who are potentially looking at making an offer above list or something, we'll show them and say, hey, if, if the appraisal came in lower, here's what that would do to your loan to value. You've got a couple of different options on how you could structure the loan in that scenario. And uh, I think it's really allowed people to have a better idea of going into, not waiting to the last minute, you know, when there's not a lot of time in terms of figuring out how to uh, structure a deal, but they've already gone in knowing, hey, if it appraises at this, or if it appraises at this, here's what we can get, and here's what our payments will look like, and we can still make this work. And in some cases, bringing very similar, the same amount of money to closing. 
And I think you're really about I think you're really smart to run those scenarios with people because they're you know when we weren't in as competitive of a market, it, there we didn't really have to buyers didn't really have to worry about that. But but by you doing that, it it just puts all the information out there, and there's no surprise. Correct, and it's it, it's also a timing issue because what you don't want to do sometimes people just. Or like, hey, you know what? I'm stressed out. We're just gonna. This isn't gonna work. It's not worth trying to get in. But if we can show them on the front end, hey, assuming you're listing, you know, you're making an offer over list. Let's just say, and it appraises. Here's what that could look like. If it doesn't appraise, maybe it comes in a little bit low. This is what it does to your loan to value. And they're and oftentimes they're quite surprised that it doesn't change the payment that much, or uh, they can adjust their cash to close a little bit. And it's been very helpful. I think that's a really key point. Someone having a really good idea going in exactly what their options are. And with interest so. rates still being so low, I, I know that, you know, that we've seen them smidge up just a, a bit in the past few, you know, few weeks, but are we what a three and a half or we at a four? I mean, well, they've dropped uh, in terms of rates right now. So uh, optimal credit, um, if you're doing 20% down, we're seeing right around 3% right now. Wow. Um, so, you know, when you're talking about a $10,000 difference in a payment at 3% on a, even on correct. a 15 yeah, year it's term, it's, it's not that much or, money. Or adding mortgage insurance, you know, let's say the value comes in a little bit low and now you bump into that 85% loan to value. That mortgage insurance is so little on optimal credit and you're not going to carry it for very long. Yeah. It, might save you some cash at closing and we've we've had scenarios where people are like wow i didn't think it was going to look like that mm -hmm. and they've been quite surprised so the other thing i'd say on top of that is just getting a good idea of can you you know the big question is hey can i can i purchase a home before i actually sell my home and that's something we're looking at oftentimes of hey let's first of all get you qualified we talked about this you know so many times let's, the, the importance of getting qualified early on so you kind of know going in before you start looking, can we qualify without having to try to do a contingent offer? Um, what does that look like? What are our options after we close? Let's say we buy the property we love and then we try to go sell our home. You know, wh what does that do if I were to put a large principal down, you know, payment back towards my the mortgage I just got? What does that do to my payment? And there's options about recasting. And so just getting getting all that information early on really, I think, empowers people to make really great decisions mm -hmm. and figuring out um, if, if you found the right house right now, could you go for it? I love that's what we want to try to get people to do. I love that you're talking about recast. I think that's so important. I think that that's something that not many people have heard of. Correct. And so knowing that that yeah. is there and there's not a whole nother set of refinancing fees uh, Correct. around the horizon, I think that's a great thing that y'all are offering. Yeah. And I, I, that's one of my favorite things about what we do as a servicer, seller servicers, that we can go in and, and recast those payments. And it seems to really help people out. We've had people do it quite a bit. So. It, it's funny because we've heard, uh, you know, when people have had to be competitive with you, when other lenders have had to be competitive with you and the right. borrower talks to that lender about recast, either one, they don't know what you're talking about, or <laughs> right. number two, they don't know who the investor on that loan is going to be ultimately. So they're, they Correct. can't really, you know, commit to you that you're going to be able to do Correct. that. I'll say most lenders will allow for a recasting, but, but if I were a loan officer and I didn't know that we could recast, I'd be a little hesitant saying, you know, giving a definitive, but yes, the recasting is a big deal because it allows you to basically, if you do that large principal payment, it allows you to, to basically re-amortize the loan off the new loan balance. So your payments go down in most scenarios. So. And that, and really it, it ultimately puts the borrower where they wanted to be. Absolutely. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And in some cases, maybe they carried mortgage insurance initially for just a little bit, but eventually that's going to trail off and, you know, 
once they get that payment down, they might have to carry that for 12 or 24 months. So it's a big, I think it's a great, great way to set it up. What, what um, else? Go ahead. I, I was going to say, what else do you, what else are your recommendations in, in terms so of the, the other thing is, um, you know, I, we've talked about this too, is getting credit approved before executing a contract. I think that's a really, um, depending on, we do this often and we've tried to do this carte blanche for all of y'all's clients just to get you guys kind of in the best foot forward. So client comes in, instead of just doing a, uh, an approval, we're now moving those guys to a full credit underwrite, which basically means an underwriters have their eyes on it. And what I like about that, it allows you to either shorten or completely eliminate the credit approval part on a, on a financing contingency. Um, if you, I don't know if many of your clients seen it, but there's two parts to that financing contingency, one being credit approval and the other one being property approval. And when you do that credit approval, it allows you to completely eliminate or reduce that uh, credit credit qualification. So it just makes for a stronger offer. And it's almost like making for a cash offer. We've, and then that, al <laughs> that along with appraisal waivers, which we'll talk about here in a moment, have been have, have definitely made sellers feel more confident. We've used that so, and, and been able to, by removing the, the credit approval contingency, made our offer look much stronger absolutely correct and it's very interesting uh kind of kicking off on those appraisals you know just in the last week we've had two homes that we uh had both one representing the buyer one representing the seller and appraisals have come in and we're talking like it was questionable on both of them so that's a good sign for you guys right well, that would be the other kind of, so now you have a good idea of what's going on on your qualification. Then it's, what I like to say is it's really, this is what I love about working with you guys is getting an idea of what are the seller's pain points. And uh, when you can kind of hit to know and, and say, okay, Jeff Weston, tell me what do you feel like is important to these sellers? And I, I kind of break this down in four main points that I would say, obviously there's the interest of financial gain. You know, what is someone... Or, or is it just, are they financially motivated? In some cases it's less financial and it's more just, hey, we're, in a sh we, we're looking for assurance that we, we know we're gonna close. We feel like we're listing an appropriate uh, price. We just, we don't wanna have any gotchas last minute. The other one being flexibility. You'll see this all the time, especially even in a, in, a, in a heavy seller's market where someone's looking for uh, another place to buy. They say, you know what, we need just some additional flexibility from the buyer. And the last one we'll talk a little bit about is the sentimentality. Some of these people, if you think about it, they've lived in their house for years and um, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of emotion about having a house. And in some cases they wanna feel like the, the person they're gonna sell their house to is gonna take care of it and do a good job of that. So um, in terms of that financial gain, you know, there's a couple of ideas that you can do. If you wanna go to that next slide, um, you know, one thing that we're starting to see a lot more is that uh, buyers are willing to pay for title policies. This used to be kind of a standard, uh, I would say it's fairly common in Texas for a seller to, to agree to pay the title policy, which is that insurance coverage on the property. Um, just verifying that the property you're buying is gonna be free and clear. You're not gonna have any issues in title, but now we're starting to see buyers be willing to pay that. And that's a, you know, on a $500,000 purchase, that's a good two or $3,000 back to the seller, which does make a difference. The other thing that we're starting to see is, as we talked about, is being willing to pay more than list and being able to pay more than list. Um, that's a big deal. And, you know, in a competitive market, you've just got to be prepared. If you love the place, um, it may be more than what it was originally listed, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't fit the market or it won't fit the market in just a little bit. 
The other one that I've, uh, I'm curious about, and I've started to see this a little bit more, had some colleagues talk about this and it's been worked to their benefit, is the buyer actually agreeing to pay some of the seller related expenses. So the seller has title, title fees, uh, different things like that. Um, those are real fees and it, it comes down to real dollars back to the seller. So there's some options there. Moving towards the assurance, uh, this is the topic that I think um, I'm seeing more, more than just financial. I think the assurance is that they wanna, sellers want to either reduce or completely remove any contingencies. So we're talking, I'm seeing three-day option periods. I'm seeing seven to no timeframe on third-party contingencies. So really getting those contingency timeframes down and being able to work in a short amount of time. That's why having guys like y'all who can get in and get uh, quickly get um, inspections scheduled and, and kind of getting all the pieces into play as quickly as possible it allows you to remove some of those contingency timeframes. Um, we're also, I'm starting to see really high option fees. I saw one the other day for $1,000. Um, I've seen earnest monies up to $15,000, which if you think about it, you're putting in a lot of skin in the game and you're telling the seller, hey, we're really serious and we're not gonna tie up this property for 30 days without um, you showing that we're really into this. And that seems to be helping and working a lot. The one that people seem to be talking about a lot is uh, appraisal waivers. So um, kind of quick idea on appraisal waiver, you can do a partial waiver, you could do a complete a waiver. The idea being, hey, we're gonna go in, execute the contract, assuming that the property's gonna sell for what, or it's gonna appraise for what we're paying for it. But if it doesn't, we're willing to still cover that difference or if there's a delta between the appraised value and the sales price, which if you think about it, you're a seller, and now you don't have to worry about what the appraisal is doing. And then the other thing on the assurance side is I've had agents just say, you know what, we got a we got an offer from a large bank, I won't say the bank's name, and then they'll see our name or they've worked with our company before. I think just having a good sense that you feel like they can trust the lender and that the, someone they're gonna communicate with or they've that lender has history in the area, I think that's made a big difference. So I'll stop there for a minute. Any thoughts on any of those? Well, that, I, I think the last one is probably one of the, the really important ones because the the working, like one of our transactions right now, we're working with an out-of-state lender and it's made us extremely uh, nervous about can they perform? Do they have access to appraisers? Uh, you know, it, Correct. it's a, it, we're on the listing side of it and the buyer, you know, the, the buyer and buyer's agent came with this lender. And so we really don't have a lot of say over that, but just having, your name on a approval letter as opposed to someone that's based in Arizona or Colorado right. makes a huge difference to realtors. And you are right, well, Mike, um, even when we made an offer for Megan on that condo, the other agent knew you and knew SWBC and had a good working relationship with you all. So that made everything that much easier. Mm -hmm. Thanks for saying that. I think that's a really big deal. And it, it, it allows, you know, things that we do as lenders too, is we'll call oftentimes call a listing agent on an offer and just say, Hey, I want you to know that we we did look at income, we did look at credit, even though the letter says it, we've gone through either credit approval or we've run it, the automated underwriting system, they're not gonna have any issues, it'll be a really clean, smooth transaction. That's helped quite a bit yep. uh, for, for sellers feeling more comfortable about that. Mm -hmm. uh, on the next slide, a couple of other points, you know, in terms of flexibility, I think one thing that you can do that helps is uh, ha being able to do quick closes the, the biggest bottleneck right now that I see, I mean, in terms of underwriting turn times, a lot of the refinance craze has gone out. So underwriting's gotten back more to normal turn times. 
the biggest bottleneck is getting those appraisals turned. So what we're starting to do is order appraisals early on. If, if someone's saying, hey, I want to close in 15 to 15 days to 25 days, we may go ahead and order an appraisal early on, which allows for, for a more aggressive close time. Uh, the other thing is leasebacks. If you think about a seller, uh, a seller's looking, maybe they don't have an existing property that they're ready to buy or they're out looking or they needed to make it contingent on a sale. Now, now they're out there starting to look for properties and giving them a 60 day lease back or longer, depending on what type of transaction opens up some opportunities for them. And that may be really attractive to a seller. Um, the last thing that, and Jeff and I talked about this a little bit before the show, I've seen it and I'm kind of surprised by it, but I've seen personal letters to the sellers make a difference. It, it, someone saying, Hey, I, we chose your offer because of your letter, um, directed toward, towards the seller. I'm sure there's some, Jeff and I talked about there's some housing requirements on this, but mm -hmm. I fair yeah. housing, but I think it's an interesting point. I love to hear y'all's feedback on that as well. Well, we, um, you know, we, we've actually talked about it on the show before where uh, the, a lot of people have said just writing that letter can make the difference and, and it, it certainly can. We've seen it make the difference. Uh, the, uh, the When we're working on the seller side of the transaction, we always give the seller a heads up. Hey, we have a letter from buyer. Here's the here's the challenge that you might face in it is making sure that you don't violate any of the fair housing laws. Which I never even thought about. I think it's such a great point I, and it makes total sense. Um, and I'm so glad you brought that up to me. It's interesting just about the fair housing, but but having that letter as an option, you know, assuming it's it's uh, fits within all the ethical areas, mm -hmm. Uh, we've seen it make uh, a, be the difference in someone getting an offer accepted or not, uh, or did, maybe it rising to the top of consideration. Weston did uh, did that with one of our buyer clients when we were representing it, and he had the, you know, the counseling with her beforehand to say, okay, you know, just make sure it's not written where you put the seller in a position to violate fair housing. And I think it did make a difference in her her actually getting that property. It did make a difference on the second round. She didn't get the the first executed one uh, stepped out and we were able to get in in position two and uh, the agent said that it was because of that letter <laughs> that she did select us because I think at that point it was all the, the remaining three offers were all in the exact same lineup mm -hmm. and so it just kind of worked out for her. You know the, the last thing I'd say on this seller's pain points is I think it's so important why working with agents like yourselves makes such a big difference because you guys are in communication with listing agents you're able to kind of get a sense of, hey, what's going on? Like, uh, can you tell us what's important to the to the sellers? What are they needing specifically? And without good representation, you may completely you may try to go in, you know, significantly higher over list price, but that wasn't really what the seller wanted. Mm -hmm. um, they may just needed some flexibility or different things. Absolutely, I, I think it's funny that you bring up bring up that long lease back because we've had two that were one sixty. 145 and 130 day lease back. And before this, typically our lease backs were like three days, weekend, five days. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on? But it is an actual financial component of the contract right now that doesn't have right. like a, a dollar financed amount. It is an actual intrinsic cost to a buyer or to a seller. That mm -hmm. they're well, if you give that to, if you think about, you give that to a seller for free. So we're seeing free right. lease backs for 60 days. That's a yeah, that's a that's a real cost that a seller's not having to incur for temporary housing or or having to move out or different things like that. It's real it's real money, and it's also a factor of decreasing stress. And I think at some point Correct. everybody thinks it's about the money, mm -hmm. but so many times it's about trying to isolate the stress and either remove it 
or try to like Correct. minimize it as much as you can. Right, scratch that pain point a little bit. Yep, exactly. exactly right. Good, good, good talk, Jeremy. Yeah. Loved it. Great information. Oh, thank you guys. Thanks for having me on today. So Great if you, you um, if uh, any of you have, uh, if you're wanting refinance, if you're about to buy a house, hopefully it's with us please reach out to Jeremy. He is by far one of the best lenders we've ever worked with. Um, his team makes it go so, so smoothly. And, you know, if you want recommendations, referrals of people that work with him, we're happy to provide those to you. Actually, we both have worked with Jeremy on our houses. That is so, true. Uh, we can actually give you that bit, that uh, bit of information as well. So Jeremy, thank you thank guys. You so I appreciate much. it. Always. We love working with your clients and what we tell your clients all the time is, What's unique about Jeff and Weston is they will actually get you under contract where we've seen other people. Um, it's just, it's not always the case. So we love <laughs> well, that you. about y'all. So. <laughs> thank you. Well, Jeremy, thanks, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. My pleasure. It. Thank you guys. Thank You're you, welcome. Jeremy. So if you want to reach out to Jeremy, his information is going to be down in the contact information below. And okay. if there, if there's, <laughs> I was just listening along. I was going, come on, tell me more. <laughs> so reach out to him. He's, he is a really, really great lender, a great guy to work with and just a great human. So uh, reach out to him if you'd like. Yep. And thanks so much for tuning in. Stay cool out there. And remember, we want to be a realtors for life.